0: good morning how's everybody doing today great good 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 yeah Woo-hoo. so good to see all of you today won't you stand with us today and you pray god i pray that you would just be in this place today god everything that we have has come to give you honor and glory and praise we just love you we thank you god and we just bless your name today in the name of jesus i pray amen amen let Let's sing this out today. Our God is a lion, the lion
1: of Judah. He's roaring.
0: Before the lion and the lamb, every knee will
1: bow before it. So open up the gates, we we'll wait before the king.
0: Who comes to save? He's here to set the captives free. Who can stop the Lord? Oh my! Come on, sing it out!
1: Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's roaring. Even if we
2: morning. Good morning. Hope everyone's doing well. I need a little background music. There we go. All right, there we go. We got to transition this perfectly, right? Good morning. Everyone's, hope everyone's well. Good morning. Welcome to Hill City Church. So good to see all your beautiful faces. Man, I love doing church with you guys. I just got to say, do church. What does that mean? You're like, do church. But uh, just being part of this family, uh, being with you guys, just so awesome. so uh, next week, quick announcement. Uh, we're uh, say say growth track. We'll do that again. Growth track. The leader of it's a little quiet. So Mark, come up here real quick. All right, you ready to do this? No. So uh, so Mark and Julie lead our our growth track. I just that's for the third time. Say growth track. All right. You're like, why am I keep saying this? Because I have the mic and I'm in control. So. Um, Grow track is our membership class uh, that we do two or three times a year. Uh, about three, actually three or four. And we, we do this, uh, wh- wh- why do we do Grow track? And uh, we believe it's super important to belong to the family. Amen. That, uh, that uh, if you call this your church home and you've been coming here for a while, uh, not only do we look, view Grow track as a place, as a catalyst to get involved and serve with us, but also just this is your home. And, uh, and you treat your home different than when you treat, like when you go to a restaurant, right? You maybe heard me say this before. When you go to a restaurant, you get served, you don't do the dishes, right? Someone comes and does everything for you. When it's your own family and your home, do, do you, does someone just do the dishes for you? <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> someone said. Like my kids just get up and like leave all the dishes and I have some work to do on my kids. But uh, that's the same thing we do with with Hill City uh, Growth Track. So, um, so Mark, I'm just going to give you a second. Just give a little bit more plug on the details about next week and some logistics.
3: All right, so it'll be next week at our house. Um, you can find the information if you come out and talk to me at the booth. Um, we provide childcare, food. It starts at 1230, goes till about 2. Um, and it'll be starting next week until about the middle of February. So if you have any other questions, come and see me. Um, yeah, and I'll answer any questions you guys have.
2: Hey Amen. Give Mark a hand. He loves being put on the spot like that. <laughs> good morning to everybody, everybody online. Uh, there's quite a few people that still uh, that tune in online, so we got good cameras. So welcome to Hill City Church. Uh, I really do uh, encourage you guys uh, to, to be a part of uh, Grow Track. It is the best way to get plugged in at Hill City Church. And uh, cool, I'm going to pray. And um, we're going to move into a time of, of worship here with the team. And I just wanted to read a verse over us. We're going to be singing a few songs about grace and about God being with us. And I wanted to read this verse. It's one of my favorite verses in Romans. A lot of people know it. If you, uh, Romans is a, a book in the New Testament of the Bible, kind of the, the second half of the Bible. Uh, but Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine. 39. And Mandy, I didn't give this to you, so I apologize. so I won't have it on the screen uh, for these online, but I'm going to read it out to you. Uh, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And some of you might need that this morning from uh, I feel not connected to God, I don't feel God. I was just asked my wife yesterday, I was like, what does the love of God feel like? Right? So I would get, I'd probably ask 50 of you, and you would I might get 50 different answers of what does that feel like. But I know that God, we cannot be separate from that love. Amen? Now you might be going through a valley this morning. You might feel like you don't have grace in your life. You don't have mercy, or you don't even feel that love, or that you just feel separated from God. And I wanted you to know that per the Bible and this thing that we stand on, that we cannot be separated from the love of God. So as you do that, as you worship through that, um... You know, if you feel lost, um, I pray that you would uh, that these that this verse and what I just said would would resonate with you as you worship. And then, if you don't feel, if you feel kind of like um, another way, it's just you feel a little bit uh, uh, apathetic or a little bit, I don't really need God right now. I'm good, man. I want you to just break through that this morning, Amen. That there would be maybe there's a there's an artificial barrier between you and God this morning. And even that is the same thing, that nothing can separate us. So I'm going to pray right now as we go into worship. Um, God, just, just pray with me, church, or just close your eyes if you feel more comfortable with that. God, I pray right now that that we would break through any barrier, God, that might be between us and you. That it is, it is artificial, it's fake, it's not there, God. And I pray, God, that you would just bust through that. We would feel the love of God this morning. And God, I pray we feel separate, we feel so distant, so far. Maybe there's not a barrier, but there's a huge mountain, there's something in the way. God, that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God, we we draw near to you right now. God, we chase after you. We push on. We move forward, God. And we know that when we chase after you, God, you are there for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
4: washed away in your blood,
5: too much to
4: make sense of it all, know that your love breaks my fall.
0: no one like you. Hmm. There is nothing like your presence, God. God, we come before you right now with such a humbleness, God, a gratefulness. God, just for who you are, God, I pray that that grace, that mercy that you are so freely giving, that you are so rich in, would just fill our hearts today. God, that you would be the thing, the thing that we're searching after, God, that we wouldn't look to the left or to the right anymore. God, but we would know that our wholeness comes from you, that all fulfillment comes from you. God, like we said earlier, no death, no life, no angels, no demons, no anything can separate us from your love today. All you want for us today, God, is to come to you. So we surrender right now, God. We come into your presence with all our hearts focused on you today. God, do what you will today in the worship. We love you, Jesus. Come be with us today, God. never failing, you are faithful, all creation is in all of who you are, you're the healer of the sick and the broken, you are comfort for every heart that mourns, you are king and our savior forever for eternity we will sing of all you've done for eternity we will sing your circumstances today. God, God with us. Over sickness, over finances, us. over mental Nothing health today. We speak the word of God. We speak no the spirit of God. Can Nothing can between stand us. against him. God, God with us. us. Come on. Can you just God lift your hands and surrender to him today? Us. We give Nothing it all to you today, God. Come against. There is no one no that can stand, can stand between you between and us. God, be with us today. Touch every heart in this room today, God. God, no longer will we let anything stand in between us, God. No longer will we let any circumstances, any situations, God, come in between what we know you have called us to, what we know is our destiny in you, God. I pray that you would just speak life in this place today, God, that your spirit would come upon us today, God, yes. as we cry out for you, as we cry out so desperately for your spirit, God. Come on, church, let's just cry out for him. Cry out for his presence oh, today. That's what God, we want, God, that's what we need, we God. We need more of it. you today, Jesus, Jesus. Hey. God with
1: oh, us. God, we need you. God
0: Let's just go a little us, bit deeper, a little bit deeper God today. She got for us. Nothing
1: can come again.
3: worship just worship come on oh we worship you God. if you are here right now and you need prayer for your marriage for your family for a breakthrough we've been on this 30 day journey of fasting but if you need prayer right now I want you to raise your hands and be bold about it say you know what I need I need prayer right now there's look at the hands that go up and I want us to move 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 guys uh, and put your hands on their shoulders and we're gonna pray for breakthrough because God wants to break through in us God's spirit is in this place and we're not gonna waste a moment and in the Bible it says that there is that if there's any sick among you if there's prayers among you this is in the book of James chapter 5 and it says through verse 16 to 26 it says you would call the church and they would lay hands on them and the prayer of faith would make a sick man well and a prayer of faith would break through and that's all we're doing if this is new to you it's fine let God let the Holy Spirit God the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do and allow it allow it just close your eyes, raise your hands. I've never done this before, but I'm allowing God to speak to me and to break through, God. Heavenly Father, I pray for every hand that went up, Lord, every hand that is on the shoulder. I pray for breakthrough right now in this building, Lord. I pray for breakthrough in marriages. I pray for breakthrough in hearts. I pray for breakthrough in people, Lord God, that they feel so far from you, Lord God, and they feel depressed, Lord God, and they're dealing with a lack of purpose, and I pray, give them your mission, give them your hope, and give them your purpose, I pray Lord God for those who are just feeling fearful Lord God and they live in a cycle of fear and right when they think they're over it then that anxiety takes over I pray today we put our foot down and we say God is with us and God is for us and if God is for us who could be against us Lord God if God is for me Lord God, I have confidence Lord God that nothing can separate me from the love of God and that you would repair my heart and soul Lord God repair relationships today Lord God right now now, in the name of Jesus, take the fear out and bring the wisdom in. Take the fear out and breathe in the peace to this place, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, let there be fervor in our prayers like we mean it, Lord God, like our life depended on it, Lord God. So one more time, God with us, God for us, Lord God. Nothing,
0: nothing, nothing
3: can come again. Yes, no one. We're going to speak it. We're going to release faith. One last time. Sing it loud. God, oh, you're with us. Oh, you're for us. Nothing can come against. No one can stand between us. Oh, we thank you, Lord God. Oh, we thank you. Just take a moment. We'll just let the music play, and we'll let God speak to us right now. Speak to us right now. it sense this presence of god let it just heal you right now let it just heal you One more moment, one more moment. Heavenly Father, I don't know what you have prepared for us, Lord God. But let us not deny it or push away. Instead, let us open the door and enter in to what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. As you're seated, just greet the person next to you. Give God praise. Give God praise. Yeah, greet them next to you. As the guys come forward, as we are getting ready for our offering, uh, we were, um, I'm a part of a, um, like a men's, like everyday Bible reading, and uh, with a bunch of these uh, guys, and if you're interested, uh, just uh, let uh, let me know, I'll add you on, but we're doing 30 days of prayer and fasting, and we are uh, just remarking, just marking our journey. We're writing in every day together, our journey of what God is speaking to us, and And today's devotion was really, really good and not everyone got on it, but today was just talking about making room in expectation. Making space in your life in expectation. And think about this. When you're getting ready for a child, and some of you guys aren't parents, but some of you guys are parents, you know what it is to make space in your home. It could look like a crazy place, but you start to make space in your home. You guys know, right? You're, you're cleaning the place. You're making it nice. You're, you're decorating in hopes in expectation of what's about to happen, right? And in the same way, I want you today to make space in your life Make space in your heart in hopes and expectation of the promise to come. Let that be a deep desire. You know there's joy. You know, like, you can see the hopes you're putting in that child. You can see just, like, the beauty. And in that same way, as parents, make space in expectation. Make space in your life, in your time. Reorder your life for that that moment is going to happen. Reorder your life for God to come through and instead of saying I, you do this, instead of saying that say God I'm making space, do what you want, do what you will God, do what you will, your kingdom come, your will be done, that's what Jesus said uh, and he was praying a prayer not only in that moment of teaching the disciples, he was praying a prayer of prophecy about his life his life, he's saying do what you want to do I'm good with what you're going to do, all of it all of it and so as we give, we're making space for God to move. Uh, we, are, we, we are giving our tithes and offerings. And, and it's, it's your finances, your giving that allows this place to go on, just like any other place, any other organization. But it, just think about what it's doing for the children in this place, for those who are far from God, and then for those who are, you know, checking uh, God out today. I know some of you even in this room and not not people don't come to church because they love Jesus people come to church because sometimes we get to the end of ourselves and we say if this Jesus thing is for real then I want in on it I want in on it and I need God to move mightily on my behalf I need breakthrough I need healing uh, and if that is true then I'm in I'm in and that's what we're praying for today and that's where your giving is going towards it's managed well guys I promise so we, as we pray and as we give we're going to just say God's kingdom come his will be done as we make space in expectation heavenly father we thank you we love you and as we give and as we live lord god i pray your kingdom come lord and i mean it in every word lord god it doesn't matter lord god lord how lord if even if it's difficult i say your kingdom come your will be done on earth in my life as it is in heaven in jesus name we pray and everyone said Amen, amen. They're going to pass those out as Julie comes up and speaks quickly about life groups.
5: Hello. I know that was pretty weak, but that's okay. I still love you. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, when we were just singing, man, that line where there was fear, you brought courage. Man, I am going to really ask you guys to have courage this year to be brave, it takes a lot of courage to join a life group. Um, it's actually scary for me to host a life group. You know, you set out your stuff and you don't know if anybody's gonna come and you risk rejection, you risk sitting there by yourself. Um, you also risk being vulnerable because as a leader, you have to be vulnerable. And um, so as we were talking about life groups this month, you know, I get that it's really scary for some of you guys. Um, it's completely countercultural to meet in groups and talk about your feelings and talk about your lives and get deep, um, to talk about God and the Bible. The world is, is not, that, that's not what the world tells you you should be doing. And so um, we're asking you guys to be brave this year. I um, promised last week that I would have the brochures, and I do, they're gonna be out, there's a groups table. And so if you're um, wanting to join a group, But if you're scared or you have a legitimate fear about that, I'm just going to ask that you come talk to me about it. Let's just be real. Um, And I can direct you to people who maybe um, just would really fit your personality. Or you can just come to my house and I'll pray for you. Like, let's just do this together this year. I'm really excited. I'm excited for the leaders that I have. um, And I'm actually going to bring one of them up. So Christina Vargas, she is so... she's about as excited to talk in front of all of you as i am Um, but there is a reason why i asked christina um christina has been one of our most faithful life group leaders her and her husband bobby have literally been leading for at least six years maybe longer but at least six years since we've been hill city and um, christina has like an opposite ability and skill set as I do. She loves having tons of people at her house where I get heart palpitations. She's like, no, I want everybody. I want all the kids. And I'm like, oh, Like, yes, go to Christina's house. And I mean, she also doesn't put limits on her life group where I'm like, okay, let's go strong for eight to 12 weeks. Christina's group has been going on forever and she just continually welcomes more people in. It's not a closed group by any means. Um, And I've even sat her down and said like, girl, we need to set some boundaries. Like you need to kick some people out. You need to like end this thing. And the mama bear came out of this one. Like, She's like, don't you take any of my people from me. And I was like, okay, okay, you go on forever if that's what you want to do. But she really has a beautiful heart for her group. And um, I just wanted to share, like let her share why she leads a group and what her group has meant to her. Okay, so why I
6: lead a group, I'm just going to be completely honest, is because I'm a role follower and we started this church. And they said, you leaders need to lead a life group. And Bobby and I were leaders of the marriage ministry. So as a role follower, I said, okay, that's what we're gonna do. Um, But I didn't know the impact that it was going to have in my life. And I don't regret one minute of that decision. And like Julie said that um, I'm a mama bear and I'm like, no, you're not taking any of my people. But um, what my group has meant to me is just, I see people's faces, people that have gone through our group are currently in our group. And they have been with us through a lot. And we have been with them through a lot. And in the song it said, um, well, so Julia represent asked me if I could speak. And I was like, all right, cool. I'd love to, even though I was dying inside because people scare me. Um, but I, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to pray. I obviously know he has a plan and what he wants me to say. So I want to say that. And two words that came to, the thoughts that came to my mind were, get out of the way and be bold. So get out of the way. I was like, what does that mean? I don't understand. Well, even going through the song, um, nothing can come against or no one can stand between us. How many times are we ourselves in our own way? We make up lies in our head. The enemy tells us lies. You can't do this. You can't lead a life group. People are going to come to your house and say, oh, your toilet seat was dirty because your seven-year-old peed all over. There's... These things that come to my mind, I'm not even joking, that's like, I get in my way and I'm like, I can't let people see that. They're gonna think I'm disgusting and it was me. I don't know, but so, probably not. But um, but just get out of your own way and be bold. Take that step of faith to go into a life group. These life group leaders, guys, I'm telling you, they're amazing people. They're one some of my best friends and just people that I love and adore with everything in me because I know that they're after one thing growing in their faith and they also want you to grow in your faith as well so i pray that you would be bold take that step of faith get out of your way get out of your head and just go be con- be consistent just keep going and just grow in your faith and i just thank you guys for this opportunity to speak to you and i'm going to hand it off to pastor john
3: all right thank you christina you, you better turn this mic back down yeah Alright, good morning. Welcome to Hill City Church. If you are a guest, just uh, thank you so much. My name is John. I'm the teaching pastor here and I get to do this with a bunch of other leaders. This has nothing to do with uh, just one person at all. This has everything to do with Jesus because we're all here because we believe or maybe believe and we are interested in maybe that Jesus can change everything. Sorry, I had to open up some lights because it's hot in here, right? Uh, but if you have not been connected, get connected into a live group. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth the, the investment. And whatever you invest into, you get a return. And whatever you don't invest into, uh, like I, I talk about cryptocurrency. I remember Brad Taylor telling me to get into cryptocurrency, and I'm sure you know. And, and he told me all about it. It was like, oh, I think it was like Bitcoin was like know, 100 bucks. He was like, you should get into it. I was like, that sounds like garbage, Brad. Mistake taken, right? Mistake made. It's sixteen grand now, right? Uh, Thirteen, sixteen. I'm I'm sorry, Paul. Thanks for correcting me in front of everyone, dude. Uh, But it's it's not. It's just taking a risk and going for something. We we want to manage risk as much as possible, but then sometimes the greatest risk is wasting your time, your life, not attempting anything. I'm not telling you to go into cryptocurrency, by the way, by the way. But uh, even though, no, I'm just kidding. But I want to remind us that we need to invest into something if you want a return of something. In everything in life, in marriage, in relationships, if we're sitting back and say, God, do something, that's great. Until you invest and take a step of faith, it's it's just as we walk towards God, God will walk towards us, right? And God will meet us. God will meet us where we're at. And that's what we're doing. So on these 30 days, we've been fasting for the last 30 days, and it's not too late if you want to join up. And I want to ask you to join in because you can tell even by the atmosphere today that fasting's working. I'm just telling you, when we move towards God, he moves towards us. And, and there's things that we need to break through in our lives. I ask you, go for it. Don't hold back your life. What if this is the year that changes everything? What if this is the year that changes every year that we've been complaining about and we say, you know, this is the year, God, this is the year. And I know it's not one year, it's a journey, but what if this is the year marked in your calendars when you get old or further down the line, I remember 2018. That was the year that God moved boldly on our behalf. Not because I deserved it or anything like that, but because that's what he wanted to do and I joined in to what he was doing. I was he joined into what he was doing. Because the greatest problem we face today is not our world or temptations, anxiety, or the devil. Our greatest lack is the presence of God in our lives. We can, we can do life not knowing him. We can do life not knowing him, saying that he's the one we serve, saying he's our purpose, not having God at all. It's like, it's like the, the, a church without the presence of God is like IHOP without pancakes, right? It's like, it's like Krispy Kreme. Without donuts. It's like lifetime fitness without yoga pants, right? It, it, it is like doesn't make sense. We need God's presence. We need wild pursuit of God's presence in our life, and it takes humility and sacrifice. It does. It, 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 you got to humble yourself, and it might even feel extreme for us, and people might say, what are you doing? And You're like, I'm doing what I'm doing because I needed God, and I don't care, but Jeremiah 29 13 tells us you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart because we don't need a little a little umph; we need a move of God for my life for my children's life for this church for those who are who are uh, desperate for God in need of God and those and for our future so I double dog dare you to seek God over wealth health and knowledge I dare you to know God on a whole new level And don't let this year pass you by. Make a bold move. And that is the theme for this year. We're making bold moves. We're making bold moves. Amen? No more little tweaks. We've made little tweaks, right? You've made little tweaks. You're like, I'm gonna take bread out of my diet, then you eat bread tomorrow, <laughs> whatever. You, we can make little tweaks. We need to make bold moves in our lives. That's what it's going to take. Bold faith, bold prayers, and bold discipline, right? And and to make bold moves, we talked about last week, you have to make bold prayers. God's not, God's not worried about your radical prayers. I think God is bored of our menial little prayers, like God is a little God. And we don't need his divine intervention in our lives. Rather, we say, God, man, this is crazy, but I'm going for it. This is crazy. I'm, I'm letting you move through it, God. Bold moves takes bold prayers. And today, bold moves take bold repair. Bold repair. I'm going to read you a verse. I'm going to pray, and we're going to run into this. It's 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. We're going to do this again. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. All right, we celebrate the word of God. It says, all this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself. So he brought us to himself and made it right. And he, then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And he's like, I've done this. And if you totally understand what I've done, you're going to do it too. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses or sins against him and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Heavenly Father, I pray for reconciliation. I pray for repair, Lord God, of lives today, Lord. And people might have not known what today was going to be about, but that is what you had in mind. I pray that there would be healing take place today. There'd be authority. Uh, There'd be love. There'd be a breakthrough that takes place today. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said, amen, amen. Thank you, Gio. Thank you. Now, how many of you guys like winters? Winter, right? Some people like winter, right? They like the cold they like, they like the winter sports. They like, who likes sweater weather, right? You're like, I get to take out the sweater, the, 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 the whole box of sweaters. I, I think I have two sweaters, right? I don't really like sweater weather. I like T-shirts and jeans every day, right? And it, it, you would laugh the kind of clothes I wear. I wear, I would say I wear 85% black shirts and jeans. So I buy the same black shirts over and over and over again. Super weird. That's what happens when you get grouchy, all right? <laughs> but I like, I like hot coffee on cold days. I like the change of seasons. <clears throat> but how many of you guys like the heat? Heat people? My wife, we always argue. I said, I, I, she's like, where would, where would be a cool place that you would love to go? I'm like, Iceland. She said, no. Then I said, Alaska? And she goes, no. She's, You're not the boss of me. <laughs> okay, she wins, all right? But I grew up in San Francisco, California, right? And we don't have winters. We don't even have much of anything. We have fall, constantly, fall. We have rain, we have fog, we have mild summers, sometimes very cold, we have fall, constantly. Fall, 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 over and over again. I remember the first time I got into Colorado, I I remember driving my Dodge pickup rear wheel drive from Texas and I was sliding all over the roads and I was like, this seems all right. This seems all right. This is a little crazy, right? The first time I drove here, it was windy. It was crazy, and I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it, but as I got older and grouchier, right, and as, as some of us do, I got weary of winter. You know when that happened? When I got a house, right? Did you guys know when you buy a house, you have to be responsible for one? I just thought it was like renting. You like call like something's broken. And they're like, all right, you pay for it. I'm like, something's broken. <laughs> something's broken, right? You, you have to pay for your stuff. Like if you, you got to pay for your repairs, your painting, your sprinklers. I had no clue of the implications of owning a house. And some of you guys were like, that's easy, John. It is not for me. Yesterday, Candice was, uh, we were, uh, we were awake probably like at 12 or 1 at night and we were talking to each other. And she was like, you know, you really need to work on the house. And I told Candice, we need to hire someone. <laughs> that is our little conversation. It made me laugh because I was going to talk on that. We need to hire someone. Like, the furnace goes out. I can't do any plumbing. I don't even like blowing out my own sprinklers, all right? I have Joey help me. I'm like, Joey, please help me blow out my sprinklers, right? And, I, and, and, and it's crazy because you have to pay for everything. And that's one thing about owning a home. you got to prepare for winter, right? Everyone knows that? Because if you don't prepare for winter, when spring comes, you will be very unhappy, Because things are busted, broken. The things that you did not repair come apart. Our concrete patio has a giant crack in it. Guess who didn't prepare for winter? This guy, right? Who has two thumbs and didn't prepare for winter? This guy, right? And and I just, winter exposes all our problems. Now I wonder if this is the same understanding and this is true about our inner selves and our lives. Gordon MacDonald in his book, The Resilient Life, wrote, we carry within ourselves all of yesterday's experiences and influences that have happened from birth to this moment right now. These yesterdays can powerfully affect today, the right now, and dominate our relationships, our choices, our view of self, even our understanding of God. If our yesterday is in a state of good repair, they will provide strength for today. If not repaired, they will create havoc for your life. The writer is saying, the things you don't deal with, and we all know this, unless we're 20 years old, right? When I say, when you're 18 to 25, you know everything. When you hit 25, you don't know a single thing. Like, what do you want to do? I have no idea. I'm 25. I don't know what I'm doing. Right? And then you start growing in knowledge back uh, of, like, uh, purpose. But I I was just thinking, uh, I was thinking about this. When we don't deal with our past, when we don't repair the things, it doesn't just go away. They have a way of returning on us, continuing to affect the way we view life and our lives and our emotions listen some of our greatest hurts we carry they they came from childhood how weird is that that we carry most of our greatest hurts from the age of one to like 13 years old isn't that really weird that that was 40 years ago and you can still remember it like it was yesterday you still remember that moment with your father or you still remember that uh, unforgiveness and it was that long ago guess what? And that is our biggest worry of our lives. Those things that we think about still we carry with us 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago we talk about them today. How odd is that? But it's because when we are unresolved and unrepaired, that hurt and that sin becomes a wound and when that you don't take care of that wound it becomes infected and that infection turns into unforgiveness anger and bitterness and it starts taking over our lives and all over the bible it speaks of this pattern all over the bible god is trying to tell us that all life is connected we're like no it's not i can get away from it i can run away from it sure you can run away for a little bit but wherever you are that's right i love it Wherever you are, there you are. It comes right back. Wherever you are, there you are. And listen, some of us, we've been hurt deeply. And I'm not downplaying pain. I'm not downplaying sin. I'm not downplaying some of the things that we have done to others and some things that we have, uh, some others have done to us. I just don't want your past to destroy your present or your future. And it will without repair. The past will take your joy away. Even your greatest achievements won't feel like any achievement because of your past. It will. It's crazy that way. It minimizes the things that God is doing in your life. It skews your view of love and even the grace of God. Maybe today, for you, it's time for bold repair. Recently, I watched this movie, The Greatest Showman. Anyone watch that? Gio did, yeah. I, who who did? Who didn't watch it? That's better. All right, I'm gonna ruin it for you today. Yeah. All right, it's. I'm just kidding. You can you can plug your ears if you'd like, but I'm gonna give some spoilers away. It's not much of a spoiler because it it just tells you in the in the front. All right, and when you watch it on TV, it shows you in the commercial. I I don't watch much like commercial TV. You know, we fast forward everything. Right. But uh, spoiler alert: the story is about uh, about the circus, about P.T. Barnum, Phineas Taylor Barnum. Right. He was the son of a tailor, then he was orphaned, he was left penniless. Yet he chases down his dreams because he's creative. He uses his passions, his innovation, and he uses odd people, right? And he brings that all together and starts this circus. He calls it the museum at first, and he calls it the circus. Yet through his victories, right, it's never enough. And I was thinking about that as I'm watching this. There's so much good going on, and all he could think about is the bad. There's so much good going on in your life. There's so many beautiful things going on in your life. And all you can revert to when good things happen is you say to yourself, and some people say this, something bad's about to happen. We live in this darkness because of our past. And, we're, and, and this was uh, Phineas T- uh, Taylor Barnum, same thing. that he, His past, right, kept on coming back to him because he was obsessed trying to earn the respect of the very people who hated him. How crazy is that? The people he hated most, he was trying to earn their respect, and he missed out on loving the people right in front of him that mattered most. And I wonder, if, as I was watching this, how many times do we do this same thing? Many people live here still trying to prove people wrong, still missing out on the people right in front of them that matter most. But as long as these matters go unrepaired, they're like time bombs, man. It just ticks away and they stay dormant, and you almost think that it's over. Like, oh, I think I forgot about this. I'm telling you, it's not done. Everything that we hide, it comes back to us. It comes back to show itself in our lives. We need bold repair. And some of you are like, but John, how do, how do I do that? How do I repair some of those things in my heart? I've been carrying it for a decade. I've been carrying that for five years. I've been, it's been, it, it, it's so much pain, John. How do I let that go? I've been wounded. I want vengeance. I want their life to hurt like they hurt my life, right? Listen, it doesn't work that way. The only way I know that you can set yourself free and truly be free, I'm, I'm saying this, honestly, I mean really free, is in the power of God, the power of the cross through Jesus. And I'm going to explain that to you in Romans 5, 6. It says, for while we were still weak and powerless, I love this part, while we were still sinners, weak and powerless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. What does it say? He died for the what? The ungodly, verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, not when we were good, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified. Say justified. By his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? I'm going to skip to verse 11. Now more than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation or repair. Think about this with me. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not when we were good people. Not when we had it to the other. Not the future version of you that we we think that one day will happen. Not the great version of you that we want with uh, that is photoshopped life, right? The, the when we were offenders of God. When we were undeserving. When we were haters, man. When we were enemies of God. That's when He came after us. That's when He chose. He said, "That's the right time." When you were the farthest away from me. That's the right time that I came after you while we were. Hurting each other, cheating, abusing people, the creation that are, he loves the most, made in the image of God. While we were doing that, this is when Christ came after us and died for us. And if we we could really understand the depth of those words, it would radically change your life. Verse 9, then since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from the wrath of God? The word justified means I stand before God right now, accepted Right now, if you are in Christ and you bowed your knee and you made him Lord of your life and you said, I want your life in my life. It says right now, you are accepted, you are pure, you are holy, and you are without sin. God looks at you and God looks at me and he says, there is no sin in you. There is no sin in me, none of it, when we are in Christ. When we are, we are just in his sight, all the crap that we have done, all the lust, all the pornography, all the hate, all the apathy of God making him a joke to our world. He says, I'm still choosing you when we choose things over God, people over God, sex and relationships over God, our way better than your way. All this, the, even the hidden sins of our lives are all removed and God sees us justified. Let that settle in. All that is done by his blood, the cross, by his work, his life. Nothing about our efforts, nothing about our goodness, nothing about our morality, nothing about our singing the loudest, because I sing really loud, right? We have all been justified by an act of God, all done by him, we are found acceptable. So right now, stop trying to earn God's love, earn his grace, earn his forgiveness. You can't do it. And you know what? You're just going to get angry anyway. Because when you can't do something he told you not to do, you get upset and says, why can't I do it? He said, I told you not to do it. He's like, then why can't I do it? It's like talking to your two-year-old kid, right? And sometimes we're like that. When it's all done on his, his side, is called grace. And when we can get a hold of grace, it will radically change you. It will. And God tells us, take this grace and pour it all the way out. Not halfway out. Pour it all the way out. You are all the way forgiven. You are all the way righteous. You are all the way whole if you would trust me. Let it completely transform your life. God doesn't say, be good so I can transform your life. God says, I will give my life totally to you so that i will bring transformation to your life it starts with him it ends with him and now that we know this we have to earn nothing we've been forgiven we we have been given the cross if we understand the reality of this in return as we work through our relationship with god understanding man all the stuff we've done you've justified, then I, through your power, through seeing what you've done, I can in return justify others. I can in return let people go. I can in return forgive others. That's the gospel of Jesus, that God radically comes after us, and then we boldly accept it, and then with that understanding and power, we can go and radically Go after others and let them go as well. That's the gospel. And if you can get that, it will change your life. If you can get the gospel, hopefully this doesn't break. If you can understand the gospel, you will no longer deal with not having joy. The joy comes from understanding it's all been done on God's side, not by anything we can do, not by anything we can earn. You can't be any more righteous than when God makes you righteous. And if that's true, I'm in, man. That gives you joy. That means all of life is a bonus. All of life. The beauty of life, the colors, the relationships, the breath in my lungs, it's all a bonus because I deserve nothing. And when you live. With that view, you can forgive, and I know it's hard. You can let go, but then when you can't let go, go right back to God and let it go. We get right back to understanding how much forgiveness you need, and then you can let it go. Go right back to how much love you need, then you can let it go. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we preach it. We believe that's where the power is. And with that in mind, that it all starts from God, I want to remind us three things. Number one, make repairs quickly. Make repairs quickly. Ephesians 4, 26, 27 says, be angry and do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't go to bed angry. And he's trying to give us a tip for life, not for just a moment, right? And give no opportunity because next day you may wake up, you're going to still be angry. And the story you make up in your head is going to be a lot worse than what just went on. You tell yourself some messed up stories, Right? Give no opportunity for the devil, it says right there. First, the devil preys on our anger, and he plays us. We get played when we let the sun go down. Number two, they say time can heal all things, but uh, but also time can hurt all things, right? It can heal if there's repair made, but if there's no repair, it will hurt and damage. Number two, winter is coming. No matter how much you want to run from winter... It is coming. That is just how seasons work. And when winter comes into your life, God will use it to break you. Because we are trying to, trying to build ourselves up at how, how good we are. And God's like, man, I'm going to have to break you apart. And then, you, then, and then you, we make no repairs and God's like, uh, I'm going to have to break you again. I don't want to. But it's the best thing for you. Sometimes God has to break our hands so we let go of the sin that will one day kill us. Sometimes God that's breaking us is the best thing for us. Breathe that in. Breathe that in. And number three is the cross. Never get over the cross of Jesus. Never, never, never get over the cross of Jesus. Never get over the cross of Jesus. And as we are closing, remember the cross is there because of the grossness of our sin And how far we are from God. Yet at the same time, the cross is also the picture of how far God is willing to go to be with you. To be with me. The cross is how much God loves us. So there's no pride in Christianity. Like, I'm better than these people. Look at all these people that don't. There's no pride. Come on. You are in absolute need of God. And then there's no belittling and breaking yourself and saying I'm worthless because the cross, because of how far God would go to come after you, the cross is a beautiful place to really grasp. Let's stand today. Jen is going to sing over us right now. But no more little tweaks. Right now, just bow your heads and let God work on you as Jen sings this one Last song. No more tweaks, guys. We need bold reconciliation. We need bold repairs. And Jesus said, this is what I have come to do and what I've done for you. Do for those who least deserve it. Mm. Because you and I least deserve the life of the Son of God. God, let me get a picture of the cross so I know how much my sin is gross to you, Lord God. But as much as that, that I know how much I'm loved by you, God. Just bow your heads for a moment and just pray. Think of all the repairs that you need to make. Think of the sin and the unforgiveness in you. Can you imagine if God chose to make us responsible for the things that we have done for eternity? We have done that for some others, and they don't deserve mercy, but neither do we. That's the gospel. As Jen sings over you, let God do some work inside.
0: My chains are gone. I've been saved. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns. Unending love, amazing
1: grace.
0: And my chains are gone. I've been saved. My Savior has rescued me, and like a flood, His mercy rains. Unending love, amazing grace. Come on, let's sing, "Amazing Grace." How sweet the sound That saved Come on, let's sing, T'was Grace. And t'was grace that taught my heart to and grace my fears relieved, oh, how precious did that grace.
3: Let this be your prayer. My God, my Savior has wrestled me,
1: and like a flood,
0: His mercy waits, unending love, amazing And like a flood.
3: Heavenly Father, I just ask you be with us right as we leave today. Grace is knowing that we can't do it in our power. We can't let go. We can't forgive. So we ask us to do that in your power, your love, and your strength, in humility. In Jesus' name we pray, set people free and set us free today. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you. Give God praise. Woo! You guys are dismissed. Thank you, guys.